Hello everybody, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Aces Up The Sleeve. I'm Patty, co-hosting with the co-managing partner of Pocket Aces Racing, Jared Shoemaker. And today we're joined by the other co-managing partner, Mark Wampler. And we, uh, this is going to be kind of an off-the-cuff episode. We don't have any outlines for this, but we are going to talk about the granddaddy yearling sale of them all, Keeneland September. It's almost upon us. How are we doing? Are we excited? You know, what what are we thinking for this sale this year? Yeah, um, you know, it is it is that time that we all get excited. I think we all got our catalogs uh, probably last month. And speaking of our catalogs, I've got a beef with Keeneland. I know what um, you're going to say. Temple <laughs> City Terror is not on the cover of one of the catalogs. Are you freaking kidding me? We win a great stakes at Keeneland, and they they can't deign to put us on, on the catalog. Set the stakes record, too. <laughs> I'm bitter. I'm very bitter. And I hope Morgan Richardson, I know you listen to this sometimes. I'm very bitter at the Keeneland people. You can pass that along. So anyway, sorry. I'm holding out hope that she sold so well in November that they're saving her for the November catalog. You know what? And if that's the case, I forgive them. Yes. <laughs> they've still got time. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah. So we've got uh, the Kingman sale starts. Uh, uh, we're recording right now on the 5th. So it starts on Monday, the 11th. And uh, of course, you know, as much as it might be fun for us to shop uh, that first day or even the first week, uh, we probably aren't uh, very likely to get started until the next weekend. Yeah, and uh, that's when I plan on that, you know, that's when I plan on looking, when I plan on getting started. I've talked to June. He's going to help us out, too. It'll take the you know form of what it's been the last couple of years, and I, I think it works out well is I see as many horses as I can see by standing out back, you know, getting them when they first get to the ring. Uh, you've got about, I'd say, 30 minutes with them when they first get there. And I, I can see a lot of horses that way. Meanwhile, June is back in the barns looking at horses, you know, in a, in a more uh, thorough manner, I guess you would say, he's doing uh, his inspections. And what he's doing is if he looks at a whole barn, he'll come up with five or six that he likes and he shortlists and he will let me know. And I'll probably get his list a day in advance. And I'll know when those horses are coming through the ring, I got to pay special attention to these. I'm, I'm watching everything go through, trying to find something I like. But in the meanwhile, I, like I say, I've got June's numbers here. And when those come through, I pay them, a little closer attention because uh, I know Jim's like it. And yeah, and that's kind of, you know, we, we've, we've kind of over the years, we've bought horses in both ways. Uh, you know, uh, you know, for years when we were only looking to buy one horse or maybe two horses, you would spend, you know, all day long, every day going around to the barns and inspecting horses, getting a good look at the horses that, you know, if you're, if you're looking at in the barns on Monday at the horses that are going through Tuesday or maybe even Wednesday, and, you know, you spend a whole lot of time doing that. Now, granted, there have been stretches in there where, you know, I know you bought Storm Temple Pilot out back, uh, you know, and she turned out to be just a humdinger. You bought Pure Victory out back like that. So, uh, you know, you, you've we've well, done some of that outback buying over the years, but we've kind of we're buying so many now. We've kind of gotten away from you trying to inspect all the horses in the barns. And we've, we've got June that's helping us out. Yeah. Right now. Well, well, Temple City Terror, too. I, I the first time I saw yeah. her was in the back ring and it, it that happened. <clears throat> I didn't want to do it initially. 
but it happened because these sales would pick up ahead of steam and I just couldn't keep up with, you know, for a couple of days, I could go back in the barns, pull out a bunch of them, look at them, see them. And that worked for a couple of days. But like you say, as you know, in years prior, we were buying one or two and then the job was done, you know? Um, but it, it kind of came to be that we were buying four, five, six, and the the sales like a big snowball going downhill. I, I couldn't keep up with it. Um, the, the only way to do it was to let the horses come to me. And I was initially reluctant, but it's it's worked out. And for me, I'm somebody who my my first instincts are probably if I go with my initial instincts, I'm usually okay. I can overthink things. I can outthink myself. So I found that that process kind of works for me uh, anyway. So I, I think we've got it yeah. kind of down to, you know, with June doing the one thing where we're, you know, we're picking them apart, seeing them two or three times. I'm seeing them uh, and evaluating them up there, getting my initial, uh, um, that's how I, I find a horse to, to, to focus on just in the beginning. It's just a feeling, you know, it's, I like what I see here. This, uh, you know, uh, the last one, you know, that one, I didn't like, no, 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 no. And then boom, this one has something about it. And then I've got some time to, I've got some time to pick it apart too. That were watching walk at me, watching walk away and so that that we're just going to be doing more of the same this year. Yeah, you know, I I think about you talking about how you, you know you can be your you can second guess yourself, and and I, I remember back when we were buying uh, Aces High at the phase of oh, Tipton October sale. Yes, sorry, my dog is going nuts here. Um, uh, we're buying Aces High at the, at the uh, October phase of Tipton sale, and you were really agonizing about buying a flower alley. You know, you just yeah. couldn't quite wrap your head around it you know he hadn't been uh, super great as a stallion and you just um i remember you just agonizing about it for uh, for 24 hours and then even after you bought it you're like man i don't know if i've done the right thing or not and he turned out to be just amazing you know well the the biggest thing about that that worried me is that eugene melnick was selling it why was melnick selling this horse and i and because he raced, right? Mm -hmm. And he, sure. at, that, at that time, he was one of the biggest owners in the country. And that bothered me. Gosh, why Why this horse looks good? He looks like he's an athlete. Uh, he is by Flower Alley, but why is Melnick selling this horse? And um, come to find out years later, he was, that's, that's before it became general knowledge, he was phasing out of the business, you know? And that was one of the first horses that was part of his process of just, you know, moving on. And I've, I've learned that over the years. I used to, when buying mares, buying anything, I used to do that a lot. You know, um, why are they selling this? Why, you know, what am I missing here? But uh, over the years, I've kind of learned to just, you know, if they tick off all of our boxes, go with it, buy it, and, you know, and, and, and feel confident about it. Uh, because you never know why somebody's selling a horse, you know, they could be having some financial trouble. They could be, you know, uh, trying to downsize and, you know, most, most often there's nothing wrong with that horse. It's just, um, it's just, a dis it's just a dispersal. Yeah who, knows, yeah. who knows what the backstory is. You know? Yeah. So this sale is going to be a little bit different for me 
because I'm usually following along uh, from my house or uh, for many <laughs> years in my car on my iPad when I was out doing my other job. And uh, this year, well, I'm going to be out. The most interesting thing to me of this show is what are you going to be doing? I, I, I'm learning this now, and I'm I'm very interested to know how you're going to be spending your time. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go sit at the bar and wait for you to tell me, "Hey, I bought a horse." No, no, um, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, you know, I, I plan on being out there. Um, you know, we uh, our regular listeners, and you know, we've talked. We've been talking a lot about our YouTube channel, so I'm going to be out there with my fancy new camera and getting some footage. And we'll be following you around, watching okay. you do what you do. And, <laughs> no pressure. Uh, no and, pressure. Then, uh, and, and then, you know, I, I hope to, you know, I, 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 I have obviously I haven't looked nearly as many horses as you have over the years, but I've, I've followed you around a lot and I've uh, listened to you a lot and you've showed me a lot. And I, I, and I do know that I, a lot of times I can look at a horse that just absolutely won't work and I know it. Now there's other times that I might really like it, and you know, then you you pick you know half a dozen different things that I just my eyes not sharp enough to see, but there are some things that I can just I can look at and be like, yeah, that's no good. That over time, that you the general gist and shape and size of a racehorse, you're you're pretty well aware of. I I, I can tell. Uh, the problem comes with you know the the heel bulb and the frog and the, you know, so much, there's so much there that it just, uh, you know, you just got to do what you've done and, and other bloodstock agents have done over the course of their careers and just look at thousands of horses yeah. because there's, there's so, it's so nuanced and what, what each of you are looking for oftentimes is, is a little bit different. So, uh, but yeah, so I, I, I just plan on, you know, I'll be out there. Hell I'll, I'll run to the, I run to the um, sessions and grab your lunch so you don't have to miss any horses or whatever you need to do. You know, I'm just going to be there and, and uh, soaking it all in and enjoying it. I, I think we'll, I expect that we'll have a, a partner or two that will probably pop in and, and I will, um, you know, I'll take them on and show them around. And uh, that way you can continue doing your job and uh, just try to, again, what I really hope to do is kind of bring the sale experience to the people that, um, our, you know, our partners to the people that follow the YouTube channel once we get her up and running that uh, and then our, our our Facebook page and so forth. You kind of bring some of that sale experience to them that uh, they may not, they might not otherwise see. You know, well, granted, think, they can. I think that's a great idea because I'm so busy out there and I have to stay so focused. I think there's a lot that our partners would love to see about the process, but you can't one person can't buy the horses and kind of relay that to the partners. Uh, so it's, I think it's great that you're going to be there kind of dedicated being that bridge between what we're doing, what's going on and getting everybody informed. Yeah. So, you know, I plan on lots of social media posts. Uh, you know, we sent out in the weekly updates last night. If you want to follow along or are the sales activities from our, from our email distribution list, uh, you know, let us know. And so we can get you added and, and you know, where in the past, a lot of the updates have gone out, um, you know, uh, that night after the sale, after the, everything has happened, we told people what we've done. You know, now I hope to make, be able to make decisions. Oh, you know, Hey, hip, hip, uh, 24, is coming up here in 30 minutes. We kind of like it, you know, tune in and watch if you can, you know, yeah. uh, that sort of thing. So, uh, that that that's what I'm hoping to do, and and just to, again, just just make it a a more enlightening and and um, 
you know, full experience for our people that uh, that follow us. Well, and for the partners on the app, they can also get those pictures straight on the app because we'll be posting the the new photos to like the general partnership wide updates. So everybody that's currently using the app, the partners at least will be able to see, get first glance at the horses as they're after they're purchased. So well, that's news to me. So you're going to have to show me how to do that because I didn't know we were able to do that yet. Yes. Perfect. Are you, are you going to be able to, can you live stream the bidding process? Yeah, hell, I'll give it a shot. I've never done it before, but I can try it. <laughs> yeah. if, I, if I did it out back, I think, you know, up up front in the uh, in the sales arena, it might be a little tough, but up out back, it might. I think it's doable. Yeah, absolutely. We'll give it a shot. I think that'd be you're, fun. You're, that'd be a lot. You're going to see us lose a lot of, you know, <laughs> for every one we buy, we probably lose ten. So there's a, it, it, it's not always very exciting, but the the ones you do get, it's it's. Well, I think and we'll toss the uh, we'll toss the winning bid video in with the YouTube video, and then we'll yeah. just kind of do a big old compilation of like our activities from the September sale. Yeah, so we'll do some of that, and uh, you know, I'll um. Uh, I, I guess I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to bring a backpack out and get my old pocket aces racing portable chargers all <laughs> all charged up because uh, my hell maybe I need to go get a new phone before this starts. But anyway, um, uh, you know I just hope hope we're just elevate the experience for everybody this year. So so Mark, tell us a little bit about um, you know again I know we've 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 gone over and we've talked about the process in, in the previous episode. But you know, just just kind of give a reminder for the for the people that have followed before, uh, you know what 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 this process looks like. You know, out buying out back, and then um, and you know, a horse comes up, and because people may not know, you know, there's there's basically there's three, there's two walking rings out back, then there's a walking ring up in the sales pavilion, and then there's the little uh, chute that they go in. So mm -hmm. just kind of you know, a horse comes in to that back walking ring for the first time, and it catches your eye um what's it look like and what are you looking for yeah um so a lot of it is it's the repetitive thing they're just horses are coming up there all day long they're they're walking around in a circle and initially it's it's just no 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 and then something's different about this one the way it walks um that would generally be it the, its size and its shape it's just very there's just something different about this horse that I like. And so that causes me to zero in on that horse. And you've got, and I've got plenty of time and, you know, and I will evaluate them until the second they walk into that sales ring, you know, I'll take every minute I get. So once I do identify a horse that's of interest to me, I try to position myself where I can watch him or, or the filly walk at me. Uh, so I can get that look of the confirmation through their knees and ankles, how they're tracking. And then as they walk up the other side of the ring, I get that look of them walking away, see how they're tracking um, and, and see how they move. So that's that's kind of the initial. If they jump through that hoop, then I get them. What they do is they walk from a ring where they're just going around and around all of them, probably close to 10, 15 horses. And then they go to the next segment of the ring where it's just two on one side and two on the other. If I still like them by the time they've moved to this ring that has two and two, that's where I'll stand them up, look at them from the side, do my confirmation analysis, size, scope, and strength, 
shoulder, hip, Gaskins, uh, you know, pick up their feet if if I if I need to, if I'm curious about something. And then also, if I still like them at this point, what they're going to do is go up to the inside ring, uh, which is circular, and there'll just be two horses in there. And then I like to watch them walk from the side. And I, I get all the looks I would back at the barn. I just got to make my decision quicker, you know. And somewhere in between there, I'm trying to track down the vet report to find out what the vet looks like. Now, if we saw a horse out back that had a vet issue, we have time to talk to Dr. Bell to say, can we live with this? Can we not live with this? But out back, if I get the vet report and there's something significant, especially that I don't understand, I just walk away. I could love them from the, the very back ring, the second ring to the third ring. But if there's if there's vet issues and especially vet issues that I'm not comfortable with, don't haven't dealt with before, just got to walk away. Preferably, it's something that's just completely clean. There's got they've got no vet issues. There are little things they can have that we dealt with over time that's just that are just immaturity issues that I feel very comfortable with the way that we're going to bring these yearlings ar along that it's not going to be any big deal for them like mild sesamoiditis or something like that. I will live with that. So, I, you know, I get all the looks I would I would out back anyway. It, it's just the decision's got to got to be made quicker are we going to do this and you know i see them in the very back something i like about them something catches my eye then i look at their confirmation then in the second ring i'm looking at their um the side view looking for size scope and strength the angles and then in the very uh, inside circular ring i'm watching them walk how do they operate how do they move and then in the shoot, I'm, you know, last second things, you know, looking for a vet report. Are they, how are they handling all this action? Are they, uh, are they sweating? Are they lathered up behind? Are their heads down just doing what they're supposed to do? That's another thing I'm walking for. And if, you know, if I still like them by the time they're going into the shoot and going into the ring, we'll try to buy it. Well, hopefully I can at least help out with uh, getting the vet reports to you uh, this time. So, yeah, and th that's something that <laughs> helpful. You know, in general, what happens is, is the consigners, they're always available. They're always, yeah. the consigner will have somebody that works for them with a shirt on, a hat on, and you'll see them standing there with a book that's three inches thick. And, you know, you go ask them what the vet report is. I will tell you, I've learned over the years that if you don't see somebody from the consigner there, it's a bad sign. There is a reason why that horse doesn't have somebody attending them because that's a little trick they'll do. You can't find out anything bad about the horse if the, nobody's there to answer questions. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, and, and that happens sometimes. All right. So, all right. So now, you know, that, that, so that, that kind of gives you everybody a good idea of what, you know, of what Mark is doing and when he's looking at horses and, you know, Mark, every year we get, we get questions about, well, you know, what about uh, people send us hip numbers or something because they they love this particular sire as a racehorse, or uh, you know, they, they they maybe that it's a it's a sibling to one of the horses that we already own. Uh, so, are there anything any particular sires or anything like that that you're really interested in seeing? Is there any? Uh, I, I know we were just talking a little bit ago about um, uh, you know Banshee Moon's uh, half uh, half brother, I think half brother. Um, yeah. 
half brother. So you know, any anything that you're uh, that you know is coming out there, the new new sires that you're excited to see, or you know anything in particular in terms of pedigree or something like that that you're looking for, or you know, uh, or or that you are interested to see because we can talk about what we're looking for in a minute. But um, but just anything that you're interested in seeing uh, that's caught your eye. Well, first off, I you know if people let us know, I will do my best to 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 if if there's something they're interested in uh you know the the half the siblings and halves and you know if it's a fool to our horses we've got a list of and and we'll see them when they're coming you know we'll see them up there but if if people have a sire they're interested in uh just let us know and we can, I can't guarantee that we'll get to it but we'll try to take a look at it and let you know in general though I mean, there's a couple, you know, first crop yearling sires this year that, of course, I'm, you know, curious to see how the Instagrams look. Uh, you know, Pocket Aces has a mare in fold to Instagram and curious to see what the complexities and authentics look like. But but in general, I don't that that's just kind of a, a personal curiosity thing for me set aside for Pocket Aces in buying. We, we're just looking for individual, you know, pedigree doesn't tell us why, if we should or shouldn't buy a horse. Pedigree just tells us how much money we should spend on a horse. That, that, that's my philosophy. We, myself, June, we're looking for athletes. Any, you know, the breeding isn't, and because we're not spending a hundred, two hundred, three hundred on, on, on individuals, we, we have to be all inclusive. You know, we're looking for horses in the $20,000, $40,000 range that can go to Churchill and win races or maybe be a graded stakes winner like Temple City Terror. And our edge is we are not constricted by pedigree. You know, and I, I, I find that, you know, it makes it more difficult to buy horses when you know you can only look at you know ex you know certain sires that are hot and sexy at that time everything's open phillies colts if there's a gelding up there we're just looking for athletes the keen ice horse that won a derby a couple of years ago you know i don't want to be somebody who doesn't go look at this horse because the sire isn't sexy he only stands for five grand and then you know Two years later, the horses won the Derby because you see that happen all the time. So um, for personal reasons, there's a, certainly some some sires that I, I'm curious, I'm interested to see. But when we're buying for pocket aces, it it, it doesn't mean a whole lot. It just it, it just uh, it's more important about pedigree will just be more important into how much we're willing to pay for it when we're looking. We just want individuals that look athletic, that look like racehorses. And at Temple City Terror is a great example. You know, we got her for 20000 because people just really weren't interested in a Temple City Terror. You can't pinhook them. You can't resell them for a lot of money. So that capped the market. But that's the kind of thing that's just perfect for us. We're end users. And, and I see that at the sales. I, you know, I've been going to the sales for so long. I know almost all the people who are up there buying and the large you know the majority of the buyers i know of and i see up there 
they're looking to resell these horses. They're not end users. They want to make money off these horses. And that limits them. They're very interested in, in sire power and pedigree and things like that. But it makes makes it harder for them too. We we are end users. We are taking these horses to the racetrack to run them. And 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 that, like I say, that kind of liberates you. Anything, you know, you anything that comes up here doesn't matter who it's by doesn't matter who the, the second and third dam are if it looks like a runner we're gonna we're gonna try to buy it now the pedigree might affect are we going to 20 are we going to 30 are we going to 40 but um trying to keep it wide open just looking for athletes so pedigree so, more or less functions like icing on the cake as opposed to the cake for end users is that kind of accurate in a way well that's that's one way to look at it it's just you you go through the you go through you look back at the derbies you look back at mm. the, the big grade one races you know statistically they are most often won by very you know uh, good sires well-bred horses but it happens all the time that you get these runners with no pedigree you know uh out of gas by the road that are big time horses and mm. um and and since we're not spending a lot of money and those really well-bred runners and and good racing racing prospects cost a lot of money more money than we're willing to spend we look for these horses you know we look for anything uh we look mm -hmm. for any sire any bottom side of the pedigree by getting those expensive well-bred horses you increase your chances of getting a graded stakes winner but it doesn't mean that all graded stakes winners come from families like that. Mm. Um, you know, the we're basically looking at anything. And and to your point, well, to to your point, the I I, I think that the, you say the icing on the cake, the mm. the pedigree, it does statistically, it's been proven that it does improve your chances mm -hmm. to win graded stakes, but. The, the, they've done studies by price range and things like that and it doesn't improve your chances of getting a winner of getting a horse that wins a couple races that that extra money you're spending all those hundreds of thousands are just for a better chance to get a graded stake horse mm. you, you look at horses that are bought in the 25 and fifty thousand dollar range they win as many races as to statistically as those horses that cost a lot of money yeah it's okay. just the graded stakes that separates them okay so you know, you talked a little bit about you know the pinhookers a little bit ago and you know for anybody listening that doesn't know the pinhooker those are those are folks that are buying yearlings in this case buying yearlings and turning around to sell them at one of the two-year-old sales next year uh, and so in addition to pedigree family you know hot, hot sexy sires what are they looking for physically in a horse that might be different or that that might um, you know put a horse out of our price range because they're going to get them in, in terms of physical versus what we oftentimes might end up with that costs you know twenty to fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a great question because most of them at this stage, you know, you've got your guys that pinhook weanlings to yearlings, and then you've got your guys that pinhook yearlings to two year olds. So at this stage, where the people that are pinhooking are generally buying them to resell them as two-year-olds. So they are they are definitely definitely looking for a specific 
type of animal and it's it's different than what we usually get what they're looking for you know they're very interested in their in their dates of birth they're they're much more interested in getting a january february march full than say late april may things like that they're wanting something that is physically mature because when they buy those things they're going to go to florida or wherever they go and they're going to get they're going to start training ASAP. They're going to want those horses breezing by the end of the year, you know, so they are looking for very precocious, very strong horses, horses that look like they're going to be very fast over short distances. They want a horse that's going to go an eighth and 10 flat or a quarter and 21 flat. Over the years, pocket aces, our best horses tend to be route of ground and a lot of times turf horses because you can't pinhook those horses that is where we find the value uh the horses that are going to be two-year-olds and super fast win in the summer and that's why we don't have you know we don't have any of those horses in our history because we're looking for value and those those types of horses cost a lot of money because the market is dominated by those kind of buyers that's what they want and uh, they'll out outbid us every time. So it, it's like um, it's like sports, uh, football or basketball. We're taking what the market is giving us. It's not giving us these quick, early, precocious, very strong horses. Who's who are their Kentucky Derby is going to be next Feb, you know, next March and April at a two-year-old sale. You know, and they need to be. They're going to be prepped. ASAP. What the market is giving us is horses that look longer, leaner, like turf physicals, because people can't make a lot of money flipping those horses. So that's, and, and, and our horses tend to be, we're, we're looking to get horses started back in two-year-old or three-year-old. Uh, and in the spring of their three-year-old years, because that's where the value is. That's where you can find the best horses for the least amount of money because nobody's patient. You know, there's not a lot of end users left anymore and nobody has any patience. So the guys like me see it in the horses that they're looking at. They see, you know, this Temple City is going to take a long time. It's going to be backwards. I'm never going to be able to sell it for a lot of money quickly. Uh, you know, we sold ours for a lot of money, but it took, you know, it took a career to do that. Mm -hmm. um, they're definitely looking for something different. It's the reason why we don't have a lot of those kind of horses in our history. What we're looking for, what we get, where we find the value is in these horses that look different from those quick, early, mature, super speedy horses. We tend to get routed ground horses that you need to be patient with and turf horses because that's where value is. And the value is because the, 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 the people who dominate the market don't want those kind of Right. So I, I would, I mean, the, the percentage of, of yearlings that are purchased, especially when you get, you know, maybe not in that first couple of days when, you know, there, I think you do have a lot of the high end end users, you know, the, the top of the market in terms of what they're going to spend end users, I do think are in, you know, buying out of that first and second, you know, first and second day. But, you know, when you get into that second week, especially, um, you know, maybe, maybe starting on, on the first Sunday, just to guess, and I know you don't, you don't know this, but what, 75, 80% of the horses being purchased are by, are by pinhookers probably? 
I, you know, I, 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 in my mind, I thought like two thirds. Okay. I, splitting hairs, it's hard to say, but that's, um, there's, but there's no doubt the market is driven by people looking to flip these horses. Right. There's, there's more of them and there's a certain type of horse they're looking for. And it, in a way, it's great for us. It creates opportunities for us. Uh, and there's more of them than us. And there's a ton of horses they can't use that are perfectly good racehorses. And, and we buy them for, you know, we buy them for $20,000, $40,000. So you mentioned earlier uh, that June's going to be helping us out. Um, you know, we, we've, we've kind of made that over the last couple of years. June's been a regular fixture in our, in our buying process. But we also have a couple of people that, uh, you know, are inevitably, you know, they're going to be out there, they're going to be looking and they're going to come up and or come up to you or they're going to text you or call you and say, hey, Mark, check out this certain hip number. You know, talking about, you know, Dermot and Kevin Nottlemeyer and just kind of talk about, you know, the role that that folks like that can play in what we do. Yeah, I get approached all the time by anybody who just knows my name. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Oh, yeah, it's, it's funny. You can't, walk, you can't walk the grounds with Mark without somebody saying, hey, come look at this horse. Hey, come yeah, look yeah. at this horse. Yeah, if somebody knows you're buying horses, you're going to, and I'm always polite and I'll try to look at them. But yes, there are people, and they're they're the people who are on the team. Dermot's on the team. Kevin Nottlemeyer's on the team. John, uh, the new hire at Bargo, the trainer. Oh, did uh, that did that finally go through, John Gleason? Uh, John Gleason, yeah, that he is the trainer at Margo, and okay. uh, he hasn't started yet. He starts in October. I've worked with him in the past. He's he's I consider him on the team. So those guys like John, Kevin, and Dermot, I will, you know, definitely, if, if they've got something they're interested in, something they like, and we talk each other's languages, I know what he likes, trust them, I know they're good horsemen, I've, I've had experience with them, so if, if and, and like I say, they're on the team, uh, they, they work for pocket aces in some capacity, you know, June is on a, you know, officially they're working at the sales force, but guys like that, um, definitely if, the, if they get, you know, there's so many out there, how can I cover me and June cover every single horse, you know, it, it, it takes a village, takes a million eyes to, right. to, to cover everything. So certainly if guys like the, that, and some other guys I know personally I've dealt with in the past might bring something up. I, you know, will definitely be interested in those horses that they're, they've flagged to us. All right. So Patty, do you have any further questions about uh, what to expect over the, well, I guess, I guess the uh, September, when are we going to get, let me look at the dates here. I had my head and I've already forgotten it. So, you know, September 17th is probably around, that's, or I guess we'll start looking on the 16th, Saturday, the 16th, Sunday, the 17th, through that, uh, through that third week in September um that's kind of when we'll we'll get going yeah go ahead and i'd point out that most of our partners know this early on it's going to be tough but also it's good to have two or three days to where you're 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 probably not live it's going to be hard to get something bought but you get these two or three days to get your eye settled uh it's always the most difficult when you get started uh, we all get better the more horses we look at to compare them to, other. you know, uh, I have 
in the past, I've needed to go back and look at the horses I first look at, say the first 10, the first 20, because your eye is never as good at that point when you get started as when you've looked at 100 or 200, you get back into the swing of things. So we've always erred on the side of getting started a little early to give the people out there looking at horses that kind of day or two to get up to their best, you know? Yeah, I think that, that that's a great point. It's like, you know, a, a hitter comes off the injured injured list. You know, they don't just uh, they don't just send them straight to the, you know, yeah. they've been out for two months. They send them to a minor league rehab assignment for yeah. a little bit, you know, get their get their eye, get their eye back and then and, and so forth. So it's very, very similar. So yeah. all right. So yeah, so that's that's kind of our, our plans going into the sale. We we'd love to add four to six horses in that uh, you know, in that twenty to fifty thousand dollar range. Uh, like we've done uh, the last uh, last couple of years, um, you know that's that's just that that's just that's our bread and butter. You know we we've had so much success buying horses in that range, and we've had decent success buying more expensive horses. But uh, you know we we think we can we think we do a pretty damn good job. Uh, I should say Mark does a pretty damn good job picking out uh, uh, you know some lower cost horses that turn into good race horses for us. So. Something I was just going to point I was going to say real quick was, you know, there was a time when we got up to spending like 150 and 200,000 on horses. And uh, I thought at that time that that was going to solve all of our problems. But I found out pretty quickly that everybody and their brother had 250,000 to spend. You know, it, mm -hmm. it didn't separate us from anybody. Yeah. It, it was yeah, just, when we had 200, when we had 250, somebody else had 350. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just at like the very bottom of uh, the prices on these horses that were the total package that the pinhookers wanted too, you know. And that's, I've kind of felt like unless we can, you know, of course, I'd like to have a ton of money to spend on individuals and horses, but I feel like unless you're going to go up there and just say, I'm going to have whatever horse I want, I'm going to spend whatever it takes, because somebody is going to be willing to do that. You, I feel like we're almost better off where we are trying to find these great value horses. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more because... Uh, I mean, I, I remember, I remember being, you know, that, that first year that we were, that we were really, you know, there've been a couple of years where we'd spent, uh, you know, six figures on one horse, maybe in the sale and then tried to find something of value. But I, you know, I remember the year we were buying, when we really decided we were going to go all out and spend yeah. money. And we were still felt like we were banging our heads up against the wall because we were ready to go to a hundred, but somebody else was going to, uh, you know, 150 or, or 200 we, we, or, yeah, you know, we we went wholesales that we couldn't get any horse bought, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I, 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 I love where we are right now and, and our plan. And, and I hope that, that our partners, uh, can see our logic and our reasoning behind it. I hope this helps the folks that maybe, you know, haven't gotten a full explanation of, you know, why we shop in the market we shop. I hope this helps them understand that and what we're looking for. And as always, you know, if you guys have any questions out there in, in the podcast land, do not hesitate to reach out and let us know and we'll, we'll try to address them. So, so for me, I, I, I've got no other closing thoughts. Looking forward to, to, to trying out all the new. Patty, you got anything to close with for Mark? I'm just looking forward to get started, getting started. I, I look at it like the combine every year, you know, the NFL combine, you know, it's, it's, and it's, it's where we get our rookie class every year, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's, and it Keeneland September is, is 
you know, we'll look at some other sales during the year, do some things privately, but it is the, it's the biggest uh, source of where we replenish our stable every year. And I, I look at them as a freshman crop coming in or uh, the, the draft class coming in and uh what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks is, is putting them through their paces, you know, doing the combine and, and, yep. and, and drafting and recruiting and, and getting the best group together we can. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I will add that. I said I was done, but I'm not, I know what man there to me, winning races and all that, it's super exciting. But I think for me, the most exciting thing that we do is when we buy a new horse. Yeah. And especially at the sale, you know, I mean, it's just the, the whole process and, and finding one you like, you know, you, you get, you get so jazzed up and pumped up and like, okay, this is one, we're going to get this one. And then you don't get it. And you're like, ah, it's a letdown. But then five minutes later, you're on another one. You're like, okay, this is it. This is it. This is it. I mean, it, it's just a, it is a, it's a hell of a, an up and down and, and, and a hell of a rush. I think finally, when you, when you do get one done and, and, and you're excited about it, you can't wait to, can't wait to get it out there and make it available to our, to our people. So. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Patty? Well, I think I think it's still in the progress, but if, if any of our partners want to, you know, come out and, and see the horses in person once they're purchased, I think we're also doing an open house sometime. We don't have dates for sure yet, I don't think. But... It, will, it, will, it will either be October 7th or October 21st. I'm trying to nail that down, but it's okay. going to be one of those weekends. Okay. Well, then there you go, folks. If, if you... Keep keep tabs on on our social medias as we start posting pictures as you know as the sales start going through and partners make sure that you've got those notifications turned on for for the app. We'll make sure to to get those those pictures posted on the general uh, the general side of the partnership app. And um, you know everybody, you know thanks for tuning in. This is kind of a special episode that kind of had you know no outline, no rhyme or reason. We just kind of winged it, but it was a good another good episode. And thanks to everybody who subscribes and tunes in every week. Um, and then once again, you know, just make sure that you're following us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave us a review over there. Um, don't forget to follow us on our social medias. If you haven't yet, it's under Pocket Aces Racing. And make sure you tune in. And you're also subscribed to our YouTube channel. I know there's a lot of it, but we promise we'll make it worth your while. Make sure you hit that bell so you get the notification pop-ups when all the YouTube videos go live. And other than that, you guys have a happy Wednesday. Have a happy Keeneland September Wednesday. Make good choices, especially for you guys. And, uh, you know, have a, have a good one, everybody. We will see you next week. Podcast is out. <laughs>